Good evening, guys. I appreciate you tuning in another Thursday night, and I uh, love you guys. And I thank y'all for thank y'all for tuning in, and um, having to do this tonight inside because it's raining so hard outside. I can't do it like I normally do it, and uh, so just want to come to you and want to start off with a prayer. Lord, we come to you tonight in Jesus' name, and we thank you for everything you do for us, Lord, and we thank you for your many blessings, and we ask, Lord that you'll forgive us of our trespasses against you. And Lord, that you'll lead our hearts and guide our hearts into the way that you would have us to go. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So uh, tonight, guys, I want to start off in a, in a verse I have that has been on my mind ever since I read this. It's been just so strong on my heart that I almost did this podcast two or three days early. And I want to start off with Luke 24 and verse 1. And it says, and, and I'll go ahead and read my, my lessons. It's th- or my verses. It's three verses here. And, it, and Luke 24, verse 1, and it says, But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. I'm going to read it one more time. I just want to bring you up to speed. This is his resurrection. This is after he's been murdered on the cross. And uh, three days after he was murdered, he was raised from the dead. And they didn't know that at the time. The girls, the women didn't know that. But I read it one more time and it says, But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. My lesson is on this night. I'm going to read another verse in just a second, but this is what my lesson is on tonight. The women went to the tomb expecting to see Jesus laying there, uh, maybe with dried blood, torn flesh. They expected to see a dead body that probably had a, a stench by this time. They expected to see just a mess of a human being. Um, just just the result of people's hatred laying there in this tomb. That's what they expected to see. But when they got there, what they expected to see was not there. There was no Jesus there at all. One one description of it, and I think it's in another one of the Gospels, says that there was a a uh, one um, a clothing a piece of clothing there that was folded up. So they they did not see what they expected to see. And that is my my lesson. They did not see what they expected to see. I'll give you another example. If you turn in your Bibles with me over to John chapter 21 and verse 12. And I don't want to read this whole story, but I want to give you, uh, I just want to give you a, a, just kind of a backdrop on this, is before Jesus was murdered on the cross, Peter denied him three times. Uh, so the so when that's when the rooster crowed, and the Lord Jesus he prophesied that that would happen. So Peter said it would never happen, Lord. I won't. I'll, I'm not going to do that. Well, sure enough, after Jesus had been arrested and taken away, P, uh, uh, two or three people said, "You're you're part of that of the Jesus's group. You're you're part of his disciples." And Peter denied him three times, and. Jesus was murdered, and after this, I feel in my heart that 
Peter, no doubt, was just heartbroken. Um, I know that he, I know he must have been heartbroken um, because you got your very best friend there that you spent the last three and a half years with and all this kind of stuff, and you've seen all these miracles and everything. And yet, they, uh, Peter, when he could have helped the Lord, turned his back on him. So I can only imagine the guilt, the shame, um, just just riding his heart and just weighing his heart down. So in Peter's shoes, if I was Peter, which I have actually been in Peter's shoes because I have denied the Lord Jesus in my in my walk. Uh, there's been times where I deny him with my actions. And I know how Peter feels. I know the disgusting, guilty, guilt-ridden uh, life that you feel, uh, you know, the, the heart that you have after you've uh, denied the Lord. And so when Peter had felt like this, there's no doubt that the next time Peter saw the Lord, he was probably dreading it, honestly. And because I'm sure that Peter expected Jesus to throw it in his face. I expected, I, I, I believe that Peter expected Jesus to bring it up and to to, uh, to expose him in front of all of Peter's friends and fellow disciples. I expected, uh, I, I mean, I, just as if I was Peter, I would expect Jesus to uh, shun me. I would probably lose my relationship with him. I would, I, you know, I would probably be, um, you know, I would probably still, you know, I, I, there's just, what, what, uh, what would you expect Jesus to do to you? You see what I'm saying? So, and what we see is, is one of the next times that Peter sees Jesus, even though we expect all this bad, when, the next time Peter sees Jesus, I believe it's on when uh, Peter is fishing in the boat with his fellow disciples and Jesus is on shore. And instead of, being, instead of Jesus being mean and hard on Peter, he says, have y'all caught anything? And Peter says, and they, the disciples said, no. And Jesus says, well, cast your nets on the other side. Well, when they did, their nets were filled to the brim. Well, Peter realized that it was Jesus who was talking. And this is the verse I want to show you right here, guys. This is what Jesus was telling them. Uh, in John 21, verse 12. John 21, verse 12. And it says, now come and have some breakfast. That's what Jesus said. That's not what I expected. I did not expect Jesus to say that. I don't believe Peter expected Jesus to say that. I don't believe anybody that had anything to do with this whole situation expected Jesus to say that. He could have easily had torn Peter down verbally, physically, whatever, anything, any of it, emotionally, whatever. He could have easily had torn Peter down, beat him up, um, casted stones at him, he could have done all this kind of stuff because Peter was guilty. Peter had done, he had denied the Lord Jesus. His best friend denied him. He denied even knowing him, swearing that he didn't know him. And when Jesus had his time to retaliate, to get back at Peter for what Peter had done to him, he says, now come and have some breakfast. That's not what I expected the Lord Jesus to do. And it's funny I sit here tonight and I think about what I expect him to do. If the Lord Jesus was standing in front of me right this second, if or if I was standing in front of him, rather, 
What do I expect Jesus to say to me? Personal, between me and him, what do I expect Jesus to say to me? I feel like he would say, depart from me. I feel like I expect him to say, you could have done better. That's what I expect him to say to me. I expect Jesus, if, if I was standing before him tonight, I would expect him to say, when the salt has lost its uh, flavor, it's good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled on by men. That's what I, that's what I expect him to say. That's, that's what I deserve for him to say. Yes, I've been serving the Lord a few years now, and I strive daily to, see, to be more like Him and to act like Him. But realistically, I believe this is, I, I really believe this is what He would say to me. This is what I almost have, con I believe the devil's done a good job of it too, but I've convinced myself that this is what the Lord would tell me. I have no more time for you. I believe it, it, it's a, it, I'm just being honest with you tonight, guys. I'm just being black and white. These are the things that I expect him to say. If he said these things tonight, he would be free of guilt of any wrongdoing because he's right. I just, I feel like the Lord just, if he would, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I believe that if he would have put half of the effort he has into me, into somebody else, he'd have a lot better Christian right this second. And I'm not trying to be a pity party here. I'm just trying, I'm just being honest with you. Because I feel like maybe somebody else out there feels the same way. He would be perfectly um, exonified, I guess is the right word, or I, I hope that's the right word, but he would be free of any blame or guilt if he was to say these things because that they they could be said very easily and very truthfully. And the truth about it is, is that when I believe the devil and my own flesh gets on me and I start thinking about this and I start thinking about how how far I am and how far, how far I fall from what he expects from me, it makes it very difficult for me to read my Bible because I feel like the, the Lord expects me to be this person when I'm not that person. And when I start beating myself up, I think, you know, I, I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to pray. I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that kind of stuff. I don't want to be around the Lord because my guilt and my shame and my <clears throat> shortcomings make me feel like I'm so low on, just, just so humiliated that I don't want to be in, uh, go to Him and be exposed for my stuff. I'm I'm honestly, I'll be honest with you, that sometimes I'm honestly scared to go to the Lord because I know that if he was to chop my head off verbally, that that, that nobody could say anything to him because he's exactly right. And that and that sometimes it keeps me from him. It it almost separates us because I I know that I've done wrong. I know that I've messed up. I know that I don't deserve a blessing that I'm asking him for. So instead of going to him sometimes and saying, Lord, will you help me? I do the exact opposite and I do like Jonah and I run and hide. And that's the, mo that's the most ridiculous thing on this planet. I wonder how many times the devil has used that exact plan, that exact uh, 
uh, strategy. And he has kept millions of people away from God because they were afraid. He's told them that if they go to God with their problems, that he is going to humiliate them. He is going to belittle them and he is going to um, bring it up and throw it in their face every chance he gets. And I believe the devil has used that tactic for millions and millions and millions of years. Uh, I'm convinced as a Christian tonight, I'm convinced. I have read about the Bible. I've read about Jesus. I've read about God. I've, I feel like I've got a relationship with him and God and the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, if you look at Judas, the one who um, betrayed God, Jesus and actually sold him for 30 pieces of silver to the Pharisees, if you look at him, you may call me wrong, and I, I don't I I don't know I haven't heard from the Lord on this or nothing, but I'm gonna tell you, from what I have read of the Lord, had Jesus had, had Judas went to Jesus and humbly bowed himself and sincerely in his heart repented and asked the Lord to forgive him, guys, I'm gonna tell you something. I believe he'd have forgave him and then it would have never been brought up again. And you say, Well, how Travis, how do you, how what would make you think that he would have forgiven Judas? Because he forgave me. And I've done the same thing as Judas has. He forgave Peter. He's done the same thing Judas has. Go to him tonight, guys. Go to him tonight. Reach your hand out. He's already got his out. I'm sorry for the things that I do. I apologize for them. And I come to you tonight, Lord, not... Not even looking my head towards heaven, just like that man in that parable that the Lord was talking about. See, I know how that man feels too. There was a man, there was two men went to the temple one day to pray, and one man walked in and wouldn't even speak or look his head towards heaven, but just beat himself on the chest. And another man went in and said, Lord, thank you for not letting me be like uh, one of these sinful men in here. Thank you that I'm righteous and stuff. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, that's two different ways to come to the Lord. But I believe tonight, guys, if you'll come to the Lord sincerely with a humble heart, with a believing heart, and you'll believe in your heart that he died on, and on the cross for your sins and he rose the third day, and now he sits beside God making um, intercessories for us. If you'll believe that, guys, if you'll repent of your sins and turn to him, if you will just believe in your heart that he died and rose on the third day, I'm going to tell you, guys, I'm going to tell you, there he, the Bible tells us that he throws his, our sins into the sea of forgetfulness, never to be brought up again. He's not like any friend I've ever had. He don't, he don't do that kind of stuff. He doesn't bring stuff back up again. He doesn't belittle you and humiliate you. Not not usually he don't. And that's that's my lesson tonight, guys. I want to tell you that even in reading in my Bible so many times, I've read so many stories in the Old Testament and the New Testament too. And when I would expect, when, when a situation would arise, and I would say, Man, the Lord's going to kill this man for doing this, or he's going to murder this man for doing this, or, or he's going to wipe this man out for doing this. Normally, that's what I'm expecting him to do. And normally, I see the Lord doing exactly opposite of what I expect. 
He's giving second chances. He's giving grace, mercy, love, and kindness. He gives those things. And a whole lot of times in the Bible, He gives them to people who don't deserve them. Which is crazy to me. Why, I mean, why in the world would you give something to somebody that don't deserve it? But He's full of it, guys. I'm telling you tonight, He's full of it. He's, he's full of giving people second chances. He's full of kindness. He's full of salvation. He's full of um, forgiveness. But in our own minds, we expect him to be a judge sitting behind a, a, in a courtroom with a black robe on and a hammer handing out life sentences in jail. And, and, to, and there is a time when that's going to happen, where he is that person. But there's also a side of God that says, I forgive you. And that's the side, guys, guys, that I I want more of. I come to you tonight in Jesus' name, and I ask you to put what you think aside. Put what the devil thinks aside and go to the Lord Jesus and just say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done against you. Lord, I want my relationship with you back. Ignite the fire that's in my heart uh, to come back to you. And guys, I think you will be very uh, pleasantly surprised at his attitude. And that's that's my lesson tonight, guys. I love y'all so much. If you need anything, please get in touch with me. I love y'all, and I hope to see you guys soon. Good night.